Hello and welcome to Gin Tea, the only podcast where we drink gin and tea in equal measures of sorts. We're not really quite together yet. And we spilled the beans. No, we spilled the tea, not beans. <laughs> no, no, that was the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. We should really say take two of this one. We spilled the tea on all things gin, tea, and otherwise beverage related. I'm your host, Sophie, and I'm here today with me, your brave, bullish, and brilliant uh sidekick craig you remembered it was b yes because i said uh, earlier you reminded me because <laughs> <laughs> you I, I can remember back. where we were up to i kind of feel that it's unfair and i think maybe i said this in the last episode um like i i i'm never going to get to the second half of the alphabet well you should have started remember we said you'd start the second half of the alphabet yeah and work that way i know next season next time next season yeah we keep saying we always do in the middle of the season go next season next season next season yeah okay. but yes we are a bit later with stuff than we thought yeah, yes which we've... i will put when we're getting up to but yes um i i got hit by covid it caught me finally finally it happened to you yeah i did want it to no it was awful i had no energy for well it's still not quite there yeah this exactly. was out of it for several weeks and we've been very busy at work yeah, and yeah. as much as we would love to do this full time it no. ain't paying the bills. No, it doesn't mean we're asking for money. We just enjoy doing yeah, this. Exactly. And we're not sponsored, affiliated, or otherwise endorsed by any of the alcohol or tea-related beverages we try. No. No. But uh, here we are. Here we are. So, Episode two of season three. How yes. exciting. Have you got over your ants yet? Uh, no, you're and still... I never will. Okay, you're still grossed out by the ants yeah. from last week's episode. Completely. Gross. Creepy uh, and gross. I can't remember even eating it, really. Ugh. Yeah, I did then try to get the ants out in the bottle, because I took the bottle down to M to see. Yeah. Because M likes... Creepy crawly, creepy things. Yeah, she has two tarantulas. Yeah. Cuddles exactly. and other cuddles. Mm. She used to have more. But yes, we tried to get the ants out to try, but the ants were not having it and wouldn't come out the bottle. Yeah. But the gin itself tastes very good, as we mm, said. Yeah. And I've been enjoying that lemon verbena tea. Lovely. It's such a nice drink, lemon verbena tea. Um, it's even better, just grow the plant. You could grow the plant in your garden for the summer and then you just take the fresh leaves off the plant and it's actually really easy to propagate as well. Oh, is it like the climate here? Or like warm, uh, summer, Aussie it climate? can grow okay in the summer, yeah. Mm. I, and you can bring it into your house in the winter as well. That's good. Um, we used to grow quite a bit of it in the greenhouse, but um, I haven't for a while, but I might get some uh, and grow because it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it really tastes like lemon and lime opal fruits do you remember opal fruits yeah what are they called now they're not called starburst opal starburst yes it does that's what i thought it had that little yeah. fizz to it and i still eat those yeah starburst yeah, they're yeah. lovely so it is really amazing because you had it in that other tea we tried last season yeah you yeah, mixed yeah. it in with your homegrown tea, homegrown tea. Yeah, yeah yeah so we were saying that i've run out of uh things to say this or this craig what do you prefer drinking wise so we're gonna have a little new segment um because producer chris has got into Loading loads of cocktails and stuff. Yeah, he's a cocktail maestro, or at least trying to be. He's trying to be. He's getting there. Achieving it so far. So we're going to have a little segment called, Craig, what you're drinking? And you can tell me what you've drank this week. That's been exciting. And we can have a little discussion. And then we can talk about gin and tea. Or tea and gin, because we do it that way around. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Well, this evening we have both enjoyed, or you're still enjoying, but I necked mine, um, a beautiful passion fruit cocktail. Many people will know it as a porn star martini and, and you want is, me to tell you what's yeah, in it can you tell me what's in it uh, it has vanilla flavored vodka we've mm. got absolute in it that which Craig is bought. lovely swedish vodka yes 
we have got some passion fruit liqueur, which we use per sour. Yes. Uh, some passion fruit because Chris bought some this week and found out what they look like. Yes, in the I actually have a passion flower growing in the greenhouse. Oh, so you're going to grow some passion fruit? The, the it's the non-edible one. It's cerula passiflora cerula, which is it does produce uh, little fruits, but they're not a passiflora edulis, which is the big edible ones. Oh, so you can't eat them? You can eat them, but they're not. They're not tasty. They're a bit more bitter. Oh, and then it has some lime juice and some sugar syrup. We don't have the prosecco in it. No. But I think it's still enjoyable and it's really refreshing. So refreshing. And yep. I was just sort of saying to Chris as well, this is, do you know when you wake up in a lovely Sunday morning, you're having brunch with mimosas or Buck's Fizz, however you prefer prefer your uh, dilution with booze. And um, yeah, I can see this in place of that. A beautiful wake up on a sunny morning, your linen drapes are blowing in the seashorey breeze. You can, it's beautiful and sunny and warm and yeah you wake up to one of those f- refreshing fruity drinks yeah definitely fits the bill there mm. for enjoying them yeah anything else you drank this week yeah i have been drinking a lovely wine one of my favorite wines i like french wine i mean i, I like other wines but really every time i drink wine i always come back to france for quality old world wines really lovely so i've been enjoying the louis jadot um and i think it's the um brule village one of the macon villages or different one. Uh, no no it's not macon it's br- i'm sure it's the brule is red oh yeah it's red it's red so it's like a beaujolais sort of in fact it might even be beaujolais village i think it's beaujolais village yes it is beaujolais what, village. What, like a new vintage or uh 2019 i think Beaujolais, well, you can get some aged 20, Beaujolais. I can't remember but, exactly. But, but you, Beaujolais, you know what what they do with Beaujolais? Yeah, tell me. Well, I think it's, this is me trying to remember my facts. I think it's October. It is the third Thursday, definitely, mm. in October that the Beaujolais gets released. Every year you're meant to drink it fresh. Mm. And I think it's October. I'm going to have to look it up yeah. while you say what flavours your Beaujolais drink tasted like. Beaujolais is my favourite grape when i'm in france i can get this really really delicious beaujolais village um, and i've not been able to see it anywhere else and i couldn't bring it in um either but this particular beaujolais it's 10 pounds a bottle and oh it's just so quaffable when you open it up straight away it's like really fruity like light and fruity um and then you just let it warm up a little bit by the fire and it just gets more developed and more body and richness um it's still a light grape because it's the mm, gamay grape and it's a really light skinned grape mm, it's, yeah. it's november not october but i was very close yeah you were pretty much on and the it's ball. the third thursday mm-hmm. and that's when it is released it is from that year's harvest mm. and you want to drink it fresh and this is beaujolais nouveau so like new beaujolais because yeah, yeah. you won't really get aged beaujolais because it just doesn't have the same because it's quite a light skin you're not going to yeah. get the tannins from it that's yeah, why yeah. it's so fruity and you're yeah. saying how it warms up yeah, but Beaujolais is actually one of the few red wines you can actually chill slightly, yeah. and it's actually still quite enjoyable as a slightly chilled, not too cold like a white, but like just you know slight. Well, chill I know with some it. people who do actually put an ice cube in there, and, and in France actually a lot of people put uh, yeah, I was their say ice, ice cube, cube in, yeah. and, and particularly Beaujolais. But yeah, I, I don't do that, but I could see that it would be delicious if yeah, it was chilled. Yeah, in the absolutely. summer you could put. I was just about to say an ice cube in the glass, yeah. and you just slightly chill, but you don't want to like fully chill it down no 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 but, but it's yeah. just such Gammy's nice that's nice. what i've been enjoying and particularly those louis jadot they're very good uh wines i just think they're delicious they're white um 
No, what's the white I've got? I think it is Masson Village. Masson Village, yeah. I used to yeah. sell all of them when I was doing my wine stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I remember them all and I remember what the labels are, but it's been a while. That's just so. sort of delicious. Again, that was about £10 a bottle, which I think is about right for a bottle of wine. It's crept up because they used to be 6 7 a bottle a few years ago. Yeah, well, everything's getting more expensive. Yeah, with so taxes and everything. But yes, they're both really good. We could talk about wine. That's not what the podcast is about. What well, about you? Have you been drinking anything exciting? Uh, well, I was drinking that pear cider that Ooh, you brought. Yes. It Delicious. Re- it was really good, really refreshing. Um, we I start- can't remember who made that. No, it was really good. So we started up doing our D&D campaign again, yes. which is quite exciting. We've got new characters. It's all good to go. And um, Craig brought around some pear cider, and that was really enjoyable. And I've also been drinking, I got a new bag of coffee. And it's like really nice. It's really refreshing, really black currenty. So I've been enjoying that. If you oh, want you a hot drink, like a, 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 yeah, my wake up coffee. So wake up in the morning. I feel I'm relying more and more on coffee to wake me up at the moment, but um, my, I am enjoying, um, appreciating it. My uh, partner got me a South Indian coffee, mm. which I've not yet tried. So I will be trying that probably this week actually or at the weekend certainly oh you might have to bring it so i can smell it yeah yeah that yeah. sounds exciting is it like for your filter yes because yeah. i can still filter it here yeah that can be our D keep awake drinky yeah yeah i'm gonna that sounds exciting. It are you back really on coffee i thought you stopped yeah i am actually i'm back on coffee because of my uh listen up listeners i've had all sorts of health problems but this is um, also why we've been away because yeah, there's um, been a, a lot of health but yeah um yeah i can drink coffee again Without any stomach problems, That's really which is good. really good by cutting out all the other things I've had to oh, reduce from my diet. So yes, so uh, no problems at all. And of course, I'm drinking with. I'm not drinking it black so much um, because it is quite harsh on on my now very sensitive stomach. Um, so I am drinking it with oat milk, and good. it's really tasty. Oh, that's a good achievement. Um, yes, now that your stomach is settled, we should move to the tea before that gets cold. Yes. And would you like to introduce the tea for the G&T podcast I that we're trying would. tonight? I was just trying to look up the wine that I always like to get in France, which, um, and I've not managed <laughs> to get it because I've not been out to France since March 2020. Uh, and it's uh, Chateau de Loge Brûlé. Brûlé, yeah, same, very similar area yeah. to Beaujolais, just kind of yeah. north of um, like Burgundy. Yeah, region. It's, it's a smaller region within yep. uh, Appalachian. And it's the best wine I've ever tasted in my life. I don't think I've tried it. No, you won't get it. It's very hard to get. Even in France, it's very hard to get. But I found it uh, in a supermarket, actually. Uh, Supermarché. Near, um, yeah, exactly. Near uh, near Nice and um, um, Saint-Paul-du-Var, I think it was. And um, amazing. And I would come back with crates of it and drink it all. But unfortunately, I've not managed to get it for years. So if anybody ever finds... Uh, Chateau de Loge Brûlée in the UK, please shout out because I would love to be able to buy some. Yeah, tag us, tag us in our little post. That would be amazing. So, the tea. <clears throat> the tea. Rather than the wine, which we could also talk about. Yeah, we could have just so, done a whole wine podcast. Um, do you know, I think that's a nice little segment because although we are gin and tea, we do drink lots of other things, including our coffee. So maybe that section could also be opened up to some coffee that we've tried. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's just what you're drinking. Yeah, we can discuss drinking? what other things we drink rather than gin and tea. And I was also going to say, I'm gonna, when I was trying to do for the advent calendar, say what mug, I'm going to try different mugs oh, for my for tea. Yeah. And this mug, um, it's very sad, but I bought a Pokemon mug. You didn't. And I didn't have any regrets on it. It's got my favourite 
Pokemons, as in it's an Eevee. It's very cute and then has lots of options to evolve. And it's all of Eevee's evolutions with little like outline with colors around it. Um, there, there, if you want to know, there's Flareon and Vaporeon and Jolteon, and Espeon and Umbreon and Leafeon and Glaceon and Sylveon. And they're very cute. And it's a nice, really kind of blue color in the middle of the mug. And Craig's drinking from his famous favorite sheep mug that I've just labeled as Craig's mug in my house now. I like this. I like this. I'm quite selective on my mugs, so I like a thin mug. This is quite a thin mug. It's not like chunky, chunky mug. No. And I like the shape of this. It sits well in my hand. I like the sheep on it. But more importantly, I like that it's got a little over lip, lip because it sits nicely on my slightly puckered up bottom lip and it just sits in there nicely, perfectly. It was, it was one of my favourite mugs, but, you know, I've given it over to you now. Anyway. It's the mug. It was a gift. It was a present from a oh, friend. I love it. So. Well, that's fine. It's because I love sheep. You've got it. Anyway, this this tea Craig has not tried before. We've got barley tea. We have got barley tea. Wonderful barley tea that comes all the way over from the Far East, Korea, China, Taiwan, Japan. And it's a tea that's drunk most often, uh, for example, in Japan. It's drunk in the summer uh, as a cold brew tea. And we're drinking it as uh, as a warm tea, and um, it really is just. I mean, we say tea. Of course, it's not actually a tea. It's not got any Camellia sinensis Mensis. in it, um, but it is just whole, unhulled roasted barley. And since the 1980s, it has become super popular to have it in big tea bags. So we were both remarking on how big the tea bags are. I'd forgot because um, if you remember when we were talking about it, I tried this tea with Luba when we were when I went back and tried different teas with Luba, and I forgot how big the tea bags are. And I think yeah. my summing up of it for you was like it tastes of my cereal warmed up because I ate Cheerios for breakfast. Yeah. I'm quite nervous about it. The, the smell on it is remarkably... Have you not tried it yet? Have you tried a little bit? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's when it goes close to your nose. So uh, you, to brew this up, it's quite easy. You take out the tea bag, you get your water to 100 degrees Celsius to boiling point. And it whistles on my new whistly it kettle. it whistles on your new thing. And then you immediately dunk your uh, tea bag into the boiling water for Giant a couple of minutes, which you wouldn't normally do with Camellia sinensis because it burns the thing. But it doesn't do that with this because these are already toasted. They've been roasted in big ovens. And it's extremely, as I say, popular. Um, and you can actually get it bottled as well in places like really? Korea and Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, It's a popular summertime refreshment. Now, um, extremely, extremely, as I say, the preparation is extremely straightforward. You just take your um, uh, roasted, unhulled barley kernels and you boil them in water. And that's basically it. Um, lots of health benefits, as always. You'll be glad to hear that... Um, Barley tea is is believed to provide health benefits, including weight loss, blood sugar regulation, and of course, our good old fashioned favourite, improves male fertility. So it's not really going to do much for me then. So bottoms up, <laughs> in more ways than one. Oh. <laughs> Lovely, um, Craig. Lovely. So what do you think? It tastes like the one, I don't think you got the exact same one I had with Luba, but it still tastes of my Cheerios roasted. And Ooh. it doesn't smell how it tastes, because when you first smelt it, it smells a bit... Awful. It smells awful, yes. So when you take it out, you're like, why have I got a giant tea bag that smells, like, pretty stinky? And even when I'm smelling it, 
Oh, that's really now nice. it has this weird kind of like you can smell the barley. It's like it smells like your cereal if it's like gone off slightly. It's, it's, the only reason I know it is because of eating Cheerios, but drinking it, I think it's got a nice taste. Yeah, the smell of it's pretty rank, but the taste of it's really quite nice. You definitely got that barley taste, toasted barley. It's got a slight smokiness to this one, and. Um, I actually really like that. I'm glad. I told you it was good. Because when I had it, I was like, Craig will like this. I just don't know how much he'll like it. But it smells a bit weird. And it tastes a lot better than it smells. Do you know, I would even go so far as to add some oat milk to that. I, that was when you were talking about it for the coffee. I think that would go quite nicely. Because mm. it would give you that richest, like, kind of, like, grainy, grainy nuttiness. Nutty, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would go really well. I think you're meant to have this one, like, milkless, though, mm -hmm, pretty mm -hmm. much. I wouldn't have it with normal milk. I think that would... No not work at all but yeah if you want some kind of milk alternative oat milk uh, i don't think coconut milk no i would say oat milk would be the one to go for and because uh, it has that kind of porridgey flavor to it mm -hmm. anyway and and um, color wise it's quite a palish mine is um, not because i left the tea bag in oh yeah i i think i took the tea bag but even still i think in a white cup that would be, still be fairly pale if you go on the scale of from an Assam, for example, which is yes. dark and ruby. I would consider this to be a light to medium tea. Um, it's got a slight green tinge to it, and uh, it's a very pale amber colour. It looks a bit like coffee, to be fair, in my mug. In your mug, yeah, it does. Well, I think cause in we, a white we, mug, we used doesn't. actually the same tea bag this time because it was so big. I was like, right, we'll just use the same. So I dunked it in yours and I dunked it in mine. Well, that's surprisingly delicious. I'm glad you liked it because you were a bit sceptical after we took it out and smelling it. And I Huge. was like, I hope you like this still. I really like that. I can, just, I can just really enjoy that. That would be nice on ice with iced oat milk. I think like chill cold. I've not had this summer. chilled ever. I've only had it hot and I quite like it hot because it's quite refreshing. I like it hot as well, but I think it would be because it's got a thickness to it. It has. It's a bit cloying almost because mm. I'm talking about when I was like, keep talking about where it hits your mouth. Mm. It hits the top, mm. it like hits right on the roof, but right at the back. Mm -hmm. And it kind of coats it and comes down. It doesn't really hit anywhere else in your mouth. And it kind of makes a bit water, like mouth watering in that. And it just kind of hits and goes down. And you can still, it feels like you want to chew it. It's like a chewy yeah, tea. Yeah. I, I always want to like chew that barley. I yeah, can yeah. feel it. So I managed to pick this up in a Chinese supermarket. I've not seen it in any regular supermarkets. Um, no, I think Luba ordered it online. You can definitely get it online, um, but I would I would recommend it. I would I would mm. encourage people. I'm so glad that you recommended it for us. And and again, thanks Luba for helping. Yeah, helping exactly. And, and bringing it to our attention first of all. Um, yeah, because you weren't sure, and then you still weren't sure until we the tried smell, it. Just the smells now. really off-putting. This really. It's like a really strong, digestive-y, not very pleasant, grainy smell. Is it, like, is it bovril or something? It's no, it's not bovril. No, it's, it's something else I'm trying to think of. Horlicks. That's it. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. It's something that you're thinking Ugh. like, oh, you give it as medicine Malted to some. Malted drink, yeah. Or Marmite. Maybe a bit like Marmite. Marmite's no, malty. Thank you. What do you. How do you rate that? I then? really like it. I think it's something different and something refreshing. And um, it's nice to think that it's like a hot tea in yeah. inverted commas, tea. not tea, yeah. that we're trying something new. Because we've tried a lot of teas of Camellia Sinense. We've tried a few different bits, and it's nice to have something different again yeah. that's yeah, still, yeah. like, traditional as a tea. Yeah, and so last week we spent a lot of time in Australia. This week we've spent quite a bit of time in sort of Far East Asia, which is quite cool. And you're using that so I can segment into my gin, I'm guessing, because yeah. yeah. I guess we could call it Oriental wonders maybe this episode yeah do you know i think 
Oriental Wonders is good, but it doesn't really represent what we've picked out. We've picked out a tea which is very earthy and agricultural, and we've picked out a gin that's quite earthy and agricultural. So I think our um, our theme is more like deep inland Asia, not along the coast where it's all spicy and marvellous and brightly coloured, but it's like back to the heartland back, of back Asia. Back to oriental roots. Back to oriental roots. See, I yeah. still can come up with things. Oh my God, you're on fire. Yep. Well, you actually haven't tried the gin to know, but um, I will introduce it. This was a Christmas or birthday present from Mr. Producer Chris. And um, I probably should give some backstory because we have listeners from all around the world and I don't know if they're going to know about who James May is. Yes. So this is James Gin. It is produced by James May, who is of original... Well, he did quite a few things, but I knew him from original Top Gear, not what's now on the TV. And well, that isn't original Top Gear. No, there's an original, original. <laughs> but this is the one that's like the famous one, yeah. where it was James and then Jeremy Clarkson yeah. and Richard Hammond. Yeah. And um, then all the stuff happened and they went over to Amazon. That's right. Yeah. To do that, to do the grand tour instead. Yes. yes. And James, last year, all in lockdown, bought a pub, which I haven't really watched. It was quite one of the scenes about. Oh, I didn't know that there was a. Yeah, he's bought a pub. A series. A well, I don't know if he will. He's going to talk about it that right. I was thinking about. Maybe he'll talk about his pub. But yes, he bought a pub and then he decided to make gin. And because Chris knows I like all these kind of things, um, he bought me some gin. And it actually is one of the most James May things, if you know who he is, that's possible. It's like, row back, no fanciness. Um, it came in a box that just says James Gin on it, a brown shoe box with mm. a lid that opens. The bottle itself is just a bottle with a nice, like, stopper. Sort of dumpy bottle. A stumpy bottle. It's got quite a good, if you want mine, what's the pory thing? I can't remember. Like a dimple or something? A dimple. At the bottom. Yeah. yeah, it's got that. It's got a nice white label that you could just mock up on paint. It says James Gin. It's got JG01, and it's actually Asian, Asian parsnip, which Easy is what I'm talking with like blue bit. And then this was batch number two, because Chris tried to get me batch number one, but it sold out because James signed all of those. Ah, right. So he managed to get me the second batch. I think mean, this is one of the first of the second batches. Made last year, made in the UK. It just says 40%, 70CL, a gin by James May. And on the back, very helpfully, he lists all the botanicals Yay. on the label, and then drink responsibly and then where it's made, and share your opinion, and got a customs revenue thing. So the botanicals, before I tell you a bit more about what James says about it, is parsnip, ginger, caraway seed, cobweb pepper, fenugreek, cardamom, grains of paradise, licorice root, sweet orange, juniper, angelica root, and coriander seed. Mm -hmm. And while Craig thinks about what all of these are. I will give you James's little story about it before we try. Want to tell you about all of them? Well, you can tell me what a caraway seed is, a cupboard pepper, and maybe fenugreek. I think I know okay. what the rest are. Yep, no problem. And then also what Asian parsnip okay. might be. So if you go on James's site, which um, also is just James with the gin, um, he has little videos. I haven't watched them yet, but there you go. And he's put, ever since my mother gave me some as a baby, I've been fascinated by the taste of gin. Much later in life, I bought half a pub and was struck with an idea. What if I created a gin of my own to serve to the customers? After a few more gins, this idea had blossomed into a rabid desire for world domination through gin. And so this tiny grain of thought was popped into the craft still of ambition and the result was James Gin. So he's made the James Gin and he wanted to celebrate with the flavours of his homeland and the pleasures he's enjoyed over many decades of international travel at other people's expense. And there's quite a nice picture of him. And he says, two men in boring green anoraks 
Um, and so he got some gentleman called Hugh Anderson of Downton Distillery to help him make this gin of all the stuff. And then he's saying how he went through it. But it's pretty much, yeah, we did it. It's called Asian Parsnip. And it's not a marketing guff. You take a sip, you generally experience notes of nutty sweet parsnip. Uh, resident of the damp soil of the English countryside, that sparkler spice that will have thrilled anyone who's travelled in India or Southeast Asia or had a takeaway. <laughs> um, I can't tell you what still it is. It looks like a copper still. And you can buy it in the UK and in the USA. And there's some bonus content of a video. And um, that is pretty much it. It's very simple. It's got a nice blue. And um, you can see it. And then some people have done little words for it. One of them said it tastes like gin. And this is batch number two, as I said. And um, yeah, you can also get a Navy Strength one. And this is, you can see Craig is the bottle, uh, the box it came in, which yeah, I have kept. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a box. And it always says <laughs> single bottle orders come in the branded box. Most bottle orders don't because you can only fit one in a box, obviously. <laughs> very matter of fact, very James May. It's just, it's just James May in a bottle. And it's actually, I'm going to let you try it. Or you can tell me about the different... Um, well, yeah, I haven't actually um, managed to find tried it yet, which is quite cool. Yeah, I have tried it because I was quite excited to try it, although it took me a while to get into the bottle because I couldn't get rid of the plastic around the top of the cork. But I got there in the end, and it's nice. Um, while Craig's still looking them up. On the nose, you do get these oriental flavours, and you're getting a it lot of that. the pepper. What was the pepper? I can't remember what you oh, said. The pepper is called kebab. C-U-B-E-B. Cubeb pepper. And, um, yeah, on the nose, I'm just going to... Yeah. It's really... I think it's the grains of paradise and all these kind of peppery notes I'm getting because it's got really quite... It could be the angelica root, which I do quite enjoy. But you get just such a burst of all these flavours, it's really hard to pick them out individually. They just make a really rounded flavour. It's very unique. It's not like... Mm, I can't think of any of the other gins that smell like this, so James has definitely hit a corner of the market here with that. You're going to try it Sophie style. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think this is one you could have needed. it got cardamom in it, did you It say? does. Yeah, yeah, you get the cardamom flavour. Like, it's the overriding flavour. Something hits you in the face like a totally. big wet kipper. Which I love. Cardamom is my favourite. If I didn't have my current dietary requirements, my favourite thing in the world is a cardamom bun. Ooh, I'm not I such a fan. Don't hate as much, but yeah, you get that. Then it peters out, and you're getting that licorice flavour at the back of it. Mm -hmm. And I think you're getting that weird parsnip flavour. Because well, you're getting that parsnipy pepper edge. Because it's basically going through three stages. You get, like you said, the cardamom. It then kind of peters out, flattens out that kind of spicy original hit. You get licorice coming through, the angelica root, which will mix with that. And then you get more of the parsnip, and... Um, it's kind of finishing up with a like sweet note at the back of it. It's got a very sort of spicy, rooty, woody kind of flavour. Flitted at the start, then yeah. the licorice, and then it sort of softens mm -hmm. out to a nice sweet edge mm. to it. Yes. It's quite nice how it goes through the stages. Do you know, what? I'm actually enjoying it Sophie style as well. I told you you would. You should listen to Sophie it's not sometimes. Harsh at all. No, it hasn't gotten a burn. It's forty percent, so probably at the average lower end of gin. And it's just very nice and smooth, I think. It's very well blended. And having that, it's nice to go through those stages of it. We don't really have it chilled, but you could chill it slightly. I just think to, chilled would help Just because yeah. the flavours are just a bit too much when they've warmed up. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if you chilled me, it'll just take that edge and it'll yeah. just be nice kind of fruit. Um, oh, it's amazing. It, do, it does totally remind me of um, a really good South Indian curry full of uh, caraway and cardamom and... and 
fenny creek and all the spices that are in it pepper and all that kind of things it's absolutely beautiful uh, interesting to choose parsnip of course there's no such thing as an asian parsnip but it's a parsnip accompanied by all these beautiful asian flavors parsnip of course is itself a wonderful european native yep um you get it growing on the wild grass verges all over the place it's extremely invasive actually oh okay um, and it wouldn't surprise you to learn that it's in the carrot family um and it's got a very earthy, spicy, sweet flavour in itself. I love them roasted and made into like spiced parsnip with soup. With honey? Roasted with honey, of I course. always think of them at Christmas because it's kind of traditional. You have roast parsnips. Yeah. If you have Brussels, it's Christmas. Ugh, I don't like Brussels, but I do like Oh, parsnips. I love Brussels, actually. They remind me of broccoli. Do you know the, the parsnips uh, used to, uh, in Roman times, mm-hmm. be considered an aphrodisiac? I think really? that was because they were sort of phallic shaped. I guess you they kind of sort of pull them from the ground, which can be quite erotic. Pulling vegetables from the ground is yeah, erotic. It's like pulling them out of I I don't know, but um, it's a bit moving weird. On so swiftly from that, uh, <laughs> parsnips aren't actually eaten in Italy now. Uh, in fact, mostly in Italy, they're used to feed the the pigs in sort of the north of Italy. Oh, like 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 root vegetables to feed exactly, the pigs. Exactly. Okay, and we don't really have them all year round. They're very much a kind of winter. Autumnal. That's because they're they're ready to harvest in like late autumn, early winter. Yep. Um, but you don't see them a lot for the rest of the year at all. No, not not in Britain. No, you wouldn't, because but, they're as I say, they're winter veg. Uh, the leaves uh, can have toxicity. So, okay. Uh, like many of the carrot family, um, the sap from the the foliage and the stems and things uh, can be a bit abrasive and a bit burny on your skin, and can also lead to light sensitivity on your skin. Ooh. So it's in the same family as like giant hogweed, which you may have heard of, um, and uh, things like that. Um, interestingly enough, as well, it's in the same family as angelica. Yeah, the angelica root is in this. It's got that peppery edge. All I want to know is what is this cupboard pepper? Yeah. So when you said that, I wasn't entirely sure. Uh, but then when I've looked it up, I know exactly what it is. So it's, um, I know it as the Java pepper, um, but it's actually also called uh, Piper cubibaba, cubeba rather, which is its Latin name. And it's just, it's from like Sumatra and Java and those parts of Southeast Asia. Uh, and it is, as you think, it is just a pepper. It's a type of pepper. Oh, but like the peppers we have, like the peppers I like, the sweet pepper. No, no, not like a chilli pepper, like an actual... No, I meant um, a pepper. You know, I like peppers. Like that, you Yeah, know. not like a chilli pepper or a, or a caps... Uh, cap a bell pepper. pepper. No, it's a pe- it's pepper. True pepper. Oh, like the pepper I sprinkle on as yeah. a thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Cause, yeah, because this is very peppery with the kind of flavours. But yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's what I'm going to say, because I just think it has a lot of flavour. And I think both this and the tea have pleasantly surprised you. Because I've had both before, and you haven't. Well, I don't know if this pleasantly surprised me, because I didn't really have any expectation for it. But the tea certainly surprised me. But this is this is this is delicious. It's really really nice. It's very warming and and. Um... Yeah, I know we're kind of coming into like spring now, and it's kind of. But I still think it's refreshing, and definitely. I just can't believe the cut. To me, the biggest note is the cardamom. I love it. I really think it's good. What did I say? This um. Uh, Asian roots. Of the, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what I've called it now. Yeah, returning to Asian roots or something. Yeah, return to Asian and roots. It and that. it is because you yeah. have both of it coming through with the barley. We have the like the barley fields and you see people picking and, and this has such Asian influence, but it has got that, like you said, English edge with the parsnips and yeah. like having that with the root vegetables reminding you of that. So it's a nice blend and I think mean, actually a job well done because sometimes you have like 
celebrities make an alcohol it's a gimmick, and it's yeah. a gimmick and you wonder how good it actually is but yeah good on james may he's made a very unique and very interesting gin that doesn't have an alcohol burn and it's at got, all yeah it's nothing gimmicky about it even the even the the but, um the actual bottle is very dumpy and simple exactly i'm but just turning the, it around liquid in it it just looks like a bottle of water it's just a completely clear liquid mm-hmm. there's nothing fancy about it and it doesn't have to be because it's such no. a quality drink yep he has got the quality there and it's great because I've actually, we might have to change some of our gins around this season. I've actually got another celebrity's gin that we've been wanting to try for a while. The aviation gin. Oh, yes. Which we will get to at some point mm. and have to match it with tea. But yes, um, I've enjoyed both. Yes. And we haven't, we, we've decided that we're not going to have an ending properly. We're not having a game. <laughs> we're not having a game. We're not, because we couldn't think of another game and Chris didn't want to take part. <laughs> and we didn't want like a gin or tea and we didn't want to force it because you're listening to us like talk for a good half hour and a bit you're taking time out of your day we thought we'll give you quality content yeah like james we don't mess around here yeah. it is yeah exactly so um yeah. on that note on that note i guess just we're glad to be back for season three this is episode two um we've said it last week we've got all sorts of wacko and weird um gins and teas to bring you but um it's always a pleasant surprise for us to explore these things and hopefully inspire you to go out and try some new things or even pick up these gins yourself if you can get them we know we've got lots of listeners from all over the world so if you've got any uh suggestions um you know we we are this season we've already picked out our gins but we would love to explore other gins where we're certainly going global this time aren't we we are and i have been inspired by some of the lovely people i found on instagram through the through our instagram yeah because some of them i was like i want to try this gin i want to try this tea yeah so that's great and on the note of craig not needing to be reminded that i have to ask him for stuff on what to finish on yes we're gonna wrap it up and end yeah um thank you all very much for listening drink responsibly take a sip and enjoy whatever beverage you're trying as we broaden your horizons of other ones this season and um like share and subscribe yeah sure (laughs) we'll keep we'll keep plugging that you know someday someday might get picked up we might just be podcasters (laughs) and we'll catch you all next week for more delights and yeah have a good week you want one last word no his head. It's a goodbye from me then. And goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>